Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl Tiffany E. I'm one fourth of Down for the Count, and I just wanted to give you guys a quick editor's note. So, today, this episode is just recorded by me. I'm all by my lonesome. I decided to ask the girls for a bit of a break this week on recording because we have some changes going on in our lives, as I'm going to mention in this episode. I just wanted to give them a quick break so we can kind of regroup and get things back on track. I had some free time today, so I decided to give you guys an update on what happened with Backlash and some ideas that some of the girls threw out about what could happen in the next pay-per-view, which happens to be Hell in a Cell in June on the 20th. When we come back for the next episode of Down for the Count as a foursome, you know, a quartet, as they call us, um, <laughs> hopefully we'll be able to explain and break things down a little bit better for everybody. All right, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Down for the Count. Peace. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Down for the Count. I'm one-fourth of your co-hosts. And on behalf of Alexis, Janae, and Nicole, welcome back to the show. So I wanted to give you guys a heads up about Down for the Count. We're going to be making some small minor changes due to the adjustments in some of our lives. People are making coin. They're not going to be able to record all the time. And we need to be able to gather information and have episodes ready every week so sometimes it might just be me sometimes it might just be me and alexis sometimes it might just be somebody else you never know but i wanted to make sure we put something out once a week at least to make sure we keep up with our regimen and everybody's happy and copacetic okay so backlash was yesterday i hope you guys watched it and enjoyed it if you didn't i'm gonna run it down for you very quickly and then i promise i'll be out of your hair okay so if you didn't watch backlash was a decent pay-per-view it was fairly solid there was some cool moments and of course there was some surprises but for the most part it was a solid pay-per-view it wasn't bad and for the wrestling season for this to be the first pay-per-view of the new wrestling season for wwe i'd say i'd give it a solid c plus i might even go b minus it wasn't bad it was actually very entertaining so let's go from start to finish Charlotte Flair, Asuka, and Rhea Ripley had a triple threat match. They opened up the show. Prior to that, Sheamus had an open challenge to which Ricochet answered. And they actually had a very good bout. But Sheamus was able to overcome Ricochet. But Ricochet had a little bit of get back in the, at the end of that. So I'm suspecting that they're going to move forward with Ricochet and Sheamus. We all know Humberto Carrillo is injured at the moment. Which is probably the reason why Humberto wasn't um wrestling him when Mansoor debuted and could be the reason why they might be moving forward with Ricochet it's just my speculation all right now back to the triple threat the women had a triple threat match they were the ones to open the show highly smart idea if you ask me and that match was very good from what I hear I got to see clips of it I didn't get to see all of it but when I went and watched some of the clips and I saw what was going on, for the most part, the match was great. It seemed like Charlotte, Rhea, and Asuka have better chemistry as a trio rather than Asuka and Rhea alone. Um, I find that Rhea is finally starting to get into her stride, which is very good for her. 
and ultimately Rhea Ripley did retain the Raw Women's Championship. So congratulations to Rhea Ripley. Moving forward to the next match. The next match was Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus the Dirty Dogs. Now, hence the name, the Dirty Dogs. They did something very dirty on the kickoff show, which was attack Dominic, take him out, and Rey was going to have to go it alone. For the most part, Rey Mysterio did everything he could to hold up in this match. It was very much an underdog story scenario, Cinderella type shit. His son ended up ultimately coming out there regardless, trying to, you know, be there for his dad and also support his team. And ultimately, the Mysterios are now your first father-son tag team champion. So congratulations to them. Just a heads up, that was the only title to change hands throughout the whole night. But I'm going to give you guys the gag anyway. So the only issue I had with this match was the trope that they put on it. I felt like Dominic had been wrestling long enough for them to just have a solid match and it be what it is. To make it seem like Dominic was beaten down and then he came out and saved the day and it was able to have a match. It was an unnecessary piece added to this match that didn't do anything for me specifically. I felt like it just could have been a regular old match and they could have left it at that. They had had enough traction building up to them. Each one of the Mysterios had a win over Dolph Ziggler and they had already started a minor feud. So it didn't matter to me that Dominic was the quote unquote rookie, the baby as they called it because he's been a rookie for quite some time. So it doesn't matter. It just felt like that didn't need to be attached to that. That's just me. Moving on from that match, you had Dom, Damian Priest, and The Miz in a lumberjack match. Now, <clears throat> here's the surprise. <laughs> now, earlier in the night, Batista gave a nice message, a nice cold opening for Backlash. WWE is advertising for Army of Darkness. One of their alums is in the movie. You know, Dave Batista is a very big movie star. He was Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in um, that spy movie with that little girl. He's got a couple of movies under his belt. He also was a character in the Gears of War franchise, in the downloadable characters, as was New Day. So... Dave Bautista's a big star, honey, okay? And he's done quite a few movies. He was in one of the It Man movies, I believe. He's done quite a few films. He's got some films under his belt. So he knows what he's doing. So WWE advertised for him, obviously. And they made part of the show all about him. And this match was pretty much that. Dave Bautista sent a tweet out and said, I'm sorry I can't be there to be a part of Backlash, but I sent some friends to help. Hashtag Army of Darkness. And that's what he sent. He sent zombies. So instead of them having actual wrestling lumberjacks, they had zombies for lumberjacks. Which, quite frankly, if you want to be real, the zombies did better than the normal lumberjacks. The zombies attacked both men, which is what you're supposed to do, you attack both men, beat them down, pseudo beat them down, and put them back in the ring. You don't just stand there, pick them up, and put them back in the ring. No, you beat their ass, okay? And then you put them back in the ring. 
And that's what the zombies did. It was funny. I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay. I thought it was funny. I thought they finally did a lumberjack match right. And on top of that, Damien Priest and Miz were fighting the zombies. Miz came out there, was doing his parkour shit, fighting the zombies, ended up getting pulled down. Ultimately, Miz lost this match. Damien Priest did win, and he was overcome by the zombies, which I thought was, was funny. I thought it was a cute way to promote Army of Darkness. This match didn't need to happen to begin with, but it, was, it wasn't a bad match. It was good. Damien did great. Miz did good. It was an okay match. It wasn't bad. I'm glad they had it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's just me. So, moving on. The next match of the night was Bianca Belair versus Bayley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, this match was contested. Bianca had um, a pretty substantial piece where she was in control. And then it flipped to Bayley. Bailey was able to take control and Bianca looked like she was in trouble for quite some time. Where some issues come into play is Bailey was cheating in a considerable amount from the raking of the eyes to using the ropes at least twice in two different ways. She definitely was cheating, not to mention she was trying to use Bianca's hair against her. Now where she, you know, made her biggest mistake was Bianca ended up using her own hair to secure the win over Bailey. And Bailey was not happy about it. Miss Mamas was hot, okay? But the reality is what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You tried to cheat and you got bested by your own cheating ways. Your fault. Now Bailey of course is contesting this and screaming to the top of her lungs. So I suspect this Friday this is gonna become a point of contingence because they're going to use this as a means to continue the feud between Bianca and Bailey. If they don't, they'd be a fool. That's just me. Now, we did get a little bit of a tidbit as to what the next pay-per-view is going to be. The next pay-per-view is going to be Hell in a Cell. And it is June 20th. And I thought to myself, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> I... I'm happy that they moved Hell in a Cell up. I love Hell in a Cell. I think Hell in a Cell is a fun pay-per-view. And it's a good way to, to squash feuds and kill shit. Like, Hell in a Cell is fun for me. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views when it's done right. And I don't have a problem with them moving it up. I think that it's fine. Um, money in the Bank. It doesn't mean Money in the Bank is gone. It just means Money in the Bank is pushed back. I suspect that they're pushing Money in the Bank back because they want to have a crowd when Money in the Bank comes around. Um, a lot of people suspect, including Nicole, so shout out to Nicole, she suspects that it could have a lot to do with Becky because that is when Becky left last year to give birth to her daughter. And that could be the reason why they're pushing it back to hold out for Becky. It could be any number of reasons, but the reality is Money in the Bank is not happening in June. Hopefully, it happens later on. Now, moving on. <laughs> Let's get to the next match. So, the next match of the night was... What was the next match? <laughs> I'm so sorry. The next match of the night, I got them all except for the Raw Championship. So, it was a triple threat. 
between Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Braun Strowman. Definitely a very good match. It was very smart to put Strowman in this match. It showcased all three men. Y'all know how I feel about Booby Lashley. Scootball Head is not one of my favorite wrestlers, but they all did great in this match. I can give him his props. Um, he did great in that match. Um, Bobby was taken out for the better part of the match, but he ended up coming in and stealing one for the home team if you root for the home team. Now, I suspect, again, that the feud between Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley is not over, and they are going to finally settle their differences inside Hell in a Cell as well. Um, just like I mentioned about Bailey and Bianca. This match was over and done with, and there you go. So they were finished. They they finished that match out. They had some brutal moments like Drew went through a table. Bobby went through the LED boards. It was hyphy. That match went and it started off strong. It ended strong. It was a solid match. I really liked it. Final match of the night was Mr. Nino Brown himself. Y'all Tribal Chief Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. I have never seen Roman worked over so much in a match besides when he wrestled Daniel Bryan. <clears throat> Roman had to put in a lot of work against Cesaro. Cesaro is the truth. He's one of the best big men wrestlers in the company. Height-wise, he's a big man to me. So just let me just clear that up. He's one of the best Big man wrestlers I've seen. He just, he just is too solid. Just, he just is great in the ring. And he really brings out the best in whoever he is going against. And I'm sorry, but Roman won fair and square. I give him his props. Nino Brown did it on his own. No help. But he got worked over in that match. And I guarantee you, if he hadn't, if, it wasn't a match where you just knew Roman was going to win. Taking kayfabe aside, yes, we're all aware Roman wasn't going to drop the title. But if you weren't invested in wrestling on that side, and you were looking at it straight away at kayfabe, and you watched this match, you're like, okay, in the beginning, the first half of the match, it was a bit slow. Roman had some points. Cesaro had some points. But when it started to pick up and people started to really... You know, they really started to get into the groove of things. It really regained and resurged and energized everything. It was pretty dope. So I'm saying if you were not invested in the, you know, the story or the booking side of the show and just invested in the story, you would say that Cesaro had a very good chance of winning, had his arm not get messed up. But he, Roman would have been a fool to not target it. So Roman did what he was supposed to do and what he should have done. And that's how he won the match. He won it fair and square. I give him all the props in the world. He did win it fair and square. He's still an asshole, but he won it fair and square. Now, the killer part about that match is what happened at the end. Jey Uso came out there and attacked Cesaro seemingly for no reason. I didn't understand the reasoning behind him attacking him. The match was over. Roman had won. Cesaro's arm was already messed up. So there was nothing Cesaro could do. It just seemed like overkill. Okay. Then Drip Rollins comes down and just mollywops Cesaro 
takes him out, bro. And I mean, just curb stomps the shit out of him, puts his arm in a chair, slams it up against the pole. Just really, it's just destructive, you know? And I guess he feels embarrassed and upset that Cesaro has swung him so many times and that he beat him and he's just mad. So I suspect that Cesaro and Seth Rollins are going to go inside Hell in a Cell rather than Roman going in Hell in a Cell. The only way I would see Roman going in the cell is if it's up against his cousin, Jimmy. Because it seems like there's a bit of, obviously there's um, contingency between those two. And he's not, you know, really receptive to Roman being the tribal chief, as he puts it. So, with all that being said, hopefully we'll see all of this stuff play out. Tonight on Monday Night Raw, we'll see how things go. Not to mention, we've got new SmackDown Tag Team Champions in the women. So proud of Tamina. She was able to pull out the W. And I know Alexis, Janae, and Nicole are also proud and happy. But listen, wrestling is fun. It's supposed to be fun. Don't read too much into it. I know sometimes we go a little deep. But even we know that there's surface level, you know, to it. And there's just not... We don't have to go so far to the point where we are arguing and fighting. It's it's wrestling. Let's just enjoy it for what it is and leave it at that. I'm your girl, Tiffany E. I hope you guys enjoyed this review of Backlash. Hopefully tonight we get a clear understanding of where they're going to go with Hell in a Cell. And they start to set up the next feuds for Hell in a Cell. And maybe we can kind of understand what's going on here with some of these um, matches and where they're going to go. Like I said, I suspect Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre will end up inside the cage. I also think that Bailey and Bianca will end up inside the cage. And I think that Cesaro and Seth Rollins will end up inside the cage. More than likely, titles that were not defended at Backlash will probably be defended at Hell in a Cell. So you might see Omos and AJ Styles defending their titles. And you may also see... Um, Apollo Crews defending his title at Hell in a Cell. They have a lot of room to work here because they could very well put Apollo Crews and Big E in the cell. So you have a lot of options to fix, a lot of views to end, a lot of things to close up, a lot of open ends to tear up, you know? So we'll just have to wait and see. A lot of people could end a lot of things inside the cell. But you don't want to overload Hell in a Cell with six over Hell in a Cell matches. Like, nobody's going to sit and watch that. So you got to be very strategic and very careful. Hopefully, WWE does that. And if they do, then they finally listening to us and giving us what we want. Okay? (laughs) You guys make sure that you follow us on our social media at down for the count 19 we usually live tweet the shows over there that's our twitter you can always follow us at d4tc underscore podcast where we most definitely try to give you guys the news so i'll see you guys in my next one love you guys and hopefully the girls will be back and we'll be able to come back and do a full episode for you guys i'll see you guys next time peace Yeah. <laughs>